Welcome to another episode of Cosmic Echo, a tailor podcast. This podcast explores a strange and bizarre phenomenon that happens in our lives when we sleep in altered states. In this episode, we speak with Asha Muhammad and Dr. Reverend Moses about sleep paralysis and their newest book, Escape from Nightmares. We explore sleep paralysis as well as their view on how sleep paralysis is caused through a more Christian mindset. If you enjoyed this episode of Cosmic Echo and like to learn more about Asha and Dr. Moses' work, you can visit our website at tailleaders.com backslash CE podcast. Additionally, you can support this podcast by clicking on our donation link located at the same website. Well, without further ado, let's get to the interview. Thanks for uh, coming on the show today and um, spending time with um, myself and the listeners. And I'm glad to have you with us, um, Asia and Dr. Moses, I think. And um, talking about uh, sleep paralysis and your experiences as well as uh, nightmares. So, um, Aisha, if you can give us give us a little bit of information about yourself and how you got interested in the subject, and um, I know you're an author, so you know how, why why you wrote this book and why you're trying to help people. Okay. Um, well, uh, I am what could be described as an avid dreamer. Um, I have some key uh, dreams I remember uh, that I had as a child, but from the early 20s on, and I'm now 36, um, I've been having like five to 10 uh, distinct dreams a night usually. Um, When I don't, it's the exception. Um, With this um, came an experience with uh, some recurring nightmares at a point in my life, as well as a a battle with um, some very intense sleep paralysis, uh, which led me to to study and look into it, um, speaking with others who had similar experiences, um, aligning myself with others like my co-author, uh, Dr. Reverend Moses. Um, and um, I found some common threads, and um, it's been a long time now that I haven't had sleep paralysis or um, nightmares at all. And I can link that to some of uh, the things that we highlight in the book that I introduced into my life. Um, And those are common threads with others I spoke to. So I I thought about um, writing is something that I've always um, been interested in. And I work uh, in the field of publishing. And uh, the opportunity came to write a book about um, nightmares and how we might try to avoid them. And when I saw what worked in my life and I started to hear others uh, find the same thing, I, I thought, well, something that actually works. Um, oftentimes we look for solutions to things and they're not applicable all the time. But this is actually, um, for me, been something that works. So I got excited and uh, Reverend Moses was so um, receptive and eager to join me and just pulling together some some thoughts on nightmares, defining, you know, what they are and the impact they have. And then uh, briefly in a, in a short book listing uh, the things in uh, that the common sources under three categories that branch out. And it's really simple and it seems almost like a magic pill that's too good to be true, but um, so far so good. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, what about you, Dr. Moses? How did you kind of get interested in 
and working with nightmares. Yeah, like you said, you know, most of the dreams that we dream takes place and we're at the teenager stage when uh, people begin to grow. So most at times, I also started dreaming, I think, at the age of 15. And, you know, at that time, the ideas on dreams were, the, the understanding wasn't there. But as time went by, my dream, actually, I'm also a dreamer. Most of the dream that I started having manifesting. So after that, I, I decided to pay attention to my dreams. That is somewhere 1995. So from that um, year, early 90s or the late 90s, my dream became clearer and clearer. So I started putting something down. So when I entered into the ministry, you know, a lot of people begin to share their dreams. And I also find out that dreams are it's like a dream that we used to consider as a myth or myth. Those dreams begin to manifest. So I realized that it is destroying life. So I paid closer look uh, at it and then started praying and also doing research on that. So for many years, uh, I've been teaching on dreams, on radios, addressing people in churches, just to pay attention to their dreams, to avoid distraction. So dreamers, we said, is a, it's a mechanic that uh, is destroying lives. But you see, people still are ignorant on dreams, and they don't heed to their dreams. So when the opportunity came that uh, uh, God connected me to Sitaisha, you know, it is then that we work on the dreams and also also learn from your culture because uh, the cultural setting, like I said, our approach from the cultural perspective also. The cultural setting in Africa, the belief systems, the activities and the things that we do, you know, they all contribute to dreams. And God comes to our level as human beings and use certain objects that will enable us to understand him. But most, when you read the Bible, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, the last passage, it says that the old men shall dream dreams. You know, make people give a different interpretation to that statement. But from my perspective, I, I see that uh, the old men will only dream dreams because dreams are more technical, more parables. And it needs to be breaking down to the, to the level that everyone will understand. Mm -hmm. So dreamers, we see, if you don't have the understanding, it can ruin your life. And it's, uh, of course, it's destroying so many lives. So I think uh, this will be an opportunity to help your cherished listeners to pay attention to dreams. As Sister Aisha is addressing from scientific point of view. I will also be getting along from spiritual and then maybe the physical issue. You know, some dreams are not to be considered because they are purely mental dreams or fantasy dreams. So we shouldn't pay attention. Probably as we uh, get along, I will be differentiating between the mental dreams and then the spiritual dreams. 
So this is what I think uh, will help the people. So mm -hmm. if you have any question, yeah, if you have any question to ask, right. feel free because I have majored in dreams and I've thought on dreams for many years. Like Sasha said, I have plenty of books on dreams and uh, uh, it is something that I, I felt we should address to help the, the people, our, our people, and then helping them to come out from nightmares or tormenting dreams. In fact, when you, when you meet people and the way they explain their dreams and the things that they go through, you realize that there should be an intervention from both medical and then spiritual point, point of view. Hmm. I think we, we need to, yeah, we need to address it to help uh, people. So I think this is a golden opportunity to let people know that dreams can be destructive. Definitely. Yeah. That's interesting, man. Um, I mean, from a, your different culture aspect you kind of brought up, um, it seems like in Africa, people pay a lot of attention to dreams, whereas in like America, um, generally dreams are kind of disqualified as being just random noise. And um, it sounds like both you and um, Aisha both kind of disagree with that, that dreams need to be um, listened to and taken seriously. Yes, absolutely. So I'm, I'm really interested to understand why um, both of you guys kind of focused on the nightmare aspect of dreams versus there's a, many different ways of um, exploring dreams. And most people are interested in like lucid dreaming or um, having big dreams, you know, like more positive type uh, impactful dreams and I'm really interested why you know nightmares particularly are important to you and um, why you've kind of gone this way to try to help people with nightmares specifically it sounds like they had a huge impact in your life yes well um, we've just seen that even a person can have hundreds of good dreams positive dreams maybe even dreams that speak to waking life but oftentimes it's the nightmares that stick out uh, nightmares have a, a certain um, quality that can leave you feeling um, helpless scared sometimes disgusted um, they can be torturous especially when you experience them on a regular basis um, we, we actually write on a number of different subjects concerning dreams. We have about eight books coming out uh, that actually touch on different aspects. So we haven't forgotten those <laughs> for sure. Uh, but we thought we might um, first engage those who were particularly struggling in the area of dreams. That makes sense. It's a good way to start. I mean, I've had plenty of nightmares in my lifetime, and and I wish, you know, when I was younger or even, you know, a few years ago, I had somebody that kind of, something I could read that would kind of um, point on how to help people with nightmares and overcoming those things. So that's great. Um, what are, you t you talked before um, about some of the scientific reasons for um, dreams, and I'm interested to to hear your perspective of that as well as um, the research that you've kind of dived into to understand that? Uh, 
Well, I find it it's very interesting um, in our society, and I, I live in uh, North America and Canada, but I'm also connected to uh, Ghana, where Reverend Moses is from. And um, I find that in our society, and even globally, more more and more, um, we tend to discredit anything that's not doesn't have a physical quality. Um, in my field, um, I, I am a graduate of biochemistry, and in my field, it's very hard sometimes to explain things, especially um, things that occur within the body as um, anything other than physical phenomena, something you ate, um, an imbalance, uh, whether chemical uh, or um, related to activity, that uh, a lack of sleep. Um, but I've noticed that molecules are our base unit uh, as physical beings. Um, but there's nothing in molecules that can make meaningful, sensible thought or perceptions other than smell, taste, and touch. And this is still a mystery. There are seven to ten main uh, molecules that are stimulating the brain at any given time. But there are billions and billions of different sleep paralysis and dream experiences. And we can't quite trigger it down to how it works um, on the molecular level. Hmm. And uh, one point I like to make is that a scientific viewpoint doesn't always boil down to a role for science. So um, a scientific viewpoint on dreams doesn't necessarily have to conclude that dreams are a scientifically explicable experience. Sometimes we study from a scientific angle and rather we see a void where non-physical entities, the supernatural, the immaterial, God, the cosmic, must play a role. It's like a void, but we can explain it by physical principles. And so sometimes these make more sense to explain phenomena hmm. um, than traditional avenues um, that we would consider scientific. Um, now that makes sense. Um, I want to reach out to Dr. Moses and see what he has to say about um, the sources of dreams. I guess, you know, if... If you're saying that it's not a really a, um, if you can't explain everything in a dream state by scientific means, um, I guess what are the sources then of some of the dreams? Yeah, um, I think Sasha uh, has touched on the, the 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 scientific aspect. You know, the the sources. I mentioned the three sources. Number one is the mind. And then number two, the demonic aspect. And then the three, the divine aspect. Now, the mind, as uh, Sister Aisha has already mentioned, you know, day-to-day -day activities uh, are captured in the mind. So when people sleep, because the mind does not sleep, it uh, creates dreams. You know, it creates dreams. And most of these dreams are what we call the, the daydreaming or the fantasy dreams. It's purely imaginative dreams. So most of the times, because of uh, uh, these dreams 
comes as a result of the mind. A lot of people, even from the intellectual point of view, from psychological point of view, they, they view dream as a mere dreams and a mere fantasy. So the attention that is needed to be paid on dreams are ignored. So when that happens, it's, uh, it goes all the way to uh, destroy. But in, actually, the mind dreams does not have any effect, except that the person who has the, the mental dreams or the mind dreams, the kind of information that they use to feed their mind contribute to such dreams. So anything that we watch, anything that we, we see, the information or hearing of either nightmare or something can trigger mental dreams. Mm. But when it comes to demonic aspects, you know, in the demonic aspect, the enemy use covenant, the covenant people make promises. You know, when people are entering into secret society, enter into adultery, they make covenant, thinking that the supernatural beings can protect their families or can make them rich or can make them become famous in their town. So they make hidden covenant. When I say hidden, a covenant that are not easily exposed to the children or the next generation coming. So when they die, the rituals and the, the things that they do to uh, free themselves or to protect them, it dies with them. And as a result of that, the devil also used those covenants to fight against the family. So interesting, most people make covenant, demonic covenant, but their children and wives suffer the more. But those who make the covenant, sometimes they, they are free because they keep on uh, protecting themselves through maybe directives that are given from God. So as a result of that, they keep themselves free. But when they are not there, it is there the enemy also comes into torture. Then when we talk at the divine aspect, that is God. God, through his spirit, revealed dreams to us, to warn us, to give us directive, to draw us closer to him as our maker, and also to reveal Christ, Jesus Christ, as Lord. So most of times, God comes in when somebody is also in difficult situation or looking for solution to something. Or even when it comes to technology and creativity, God can come down and then reveal himself or what the person is intended to do so that the person will get an idea of what to do in life. So that is what we see as a divine one. And mm -hmm. it's broad, like we said, your, I don't know your time, but uh, looking at the divine aspect, it can even take more time and then more hours. But God makes dream known to us, one, to warn us, number two, to draw us closer to him, three, so that he can protect us. And also, he also uses dreams in order to explain difficult situations or difficult things. And then when it comes to the invention, like I said, God revealed them through dreams. So most of the people who have created so many things, although they crack their brains, they think deep, but most of them 
according to their experiences, they, they encounter divine dreams. And that is where whatever, most of the things that we see, some of the invention and the creative and technology that we see today are, are made possible because most of them experience them through dreams. Hmm. So I think a dream is a, something that God uses as a channel to communicate with his people. So dream is it one, let me, let me explain this. Number one, dream is a, is a, is a form of God communicating with people. Number two, dream is a gift. If I say a gift, it's not ordinary, but God comes down to reveal something. So it becomes a, a gift to the dreamer. And then it's also an eye, a spiritual eye or a third eye. You see, to see into the spiritual world. Though we are living in the physical world, we are learning, we are uh, a few different subjects and different courses at different levels. But dream is an eye that enables us to enter into the spiritual realm, to know what happens in the spiritual world, and then to also assist us. Because when it comes to human beings, we are... We, are, we, are, um, we have three components of the body, the body, the soul, and the spirit. The body is, is the shell, and the soul lives in the shell. And then the spirit communicates with God, and the soul is where you, that is, when we talk about the where you, that is the soul, and it consists of the mind or the intellect then the will, and then the emotion. The will enables us to reason or take decisions. And then the, 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 the inter, the mind, helps us in reasoning. And then the emotion helps us to feel for others. So that is, this is the area why God you know, sometimes interferes with human affairs. So God can use a, a dream to communicate to us through our spirit. So that is why when you read Bible, you can develop your spirit. Hmm. People approach dreams from different perspectives. And even these days, because of multidisciplinary approach, people trying to redefine everything, including dreams. And then because people approach dreams, it has made dreams very complex, mm. very complex. But uh, we thank God that uh, we, we also understand from um, the biblical point of view, although we've read a little about the, the psychological aspect mm. and then the philosophical aspect of dreams. And we've also read a little, but I don't know much, about the scientific aspect. But you know, it's very interesting that uh, people approach dreams from different perspectives. And somehow it helps people because dream is common. And it's, uh, it's one of the uh, things that is, uh, I mean, leading people to set because it's, some, it's a mystery. Hmm. Dream is a mystery. Yeah, it's a mystery. So. People wanted to know what it actually means by dream. 
what triggers things or what makes dreams reality. You know, people are people are looking for ways to understand those mysteries. So that is where uh, these approaches have been uh, in the world. But at the, at the end of the day, what do they approach dreams? They approach, they wanted to approach dreams in order to solve the problems of people. And that is all about dreams, solving problems of the people and making them understand what they dream. But if you don't understand what you dream, you end up being confused in life. And you may, it may even draw you from your achieving your physical goals. And there are certain things that will also, uh, you will also ignore because at the end of the day, your dream can either uh, make you success or unsuccess. So, so that is dream. So people who understand and then pay attention to their dreams, they, they sometimes break through in life mm -hmm. and then also know what to do in life and then how to relate with others. So I think uh, this is the, the little that I can say. But if you have any questions, I think that will throw more light on this aspect of dreams. Definitely. Um, Aisha, um, with nightmares specifically, what what is kind of the purpose behind a nightmare from your perspective? Um, I'm interested to understand that because I've had a lot of nightmares in my life and I'm sure other people have as well. But I've found that nightmares for me are one of the best ways to learn about uh, who I am and understanding um, what um, what I'm doing in this world. So I'm interested to understand um, your perspective of nightmares and um, where they come from and you know what you can do to either um, learn about them or um, I generally what your what your perspective is about what we should do with them. All right. Uh, I'll have uh, oh, Aisha okay. answer this. Uh, Aisha is on the line. Yeah, it's all right. Okay. Okay. Um, well, well, thanks for asking, and I think that's a beautiful um, idea that you presented. That you learn about more about yourself and uh, what you're doing through your nightmares. I think, um, like Reverend Moses, there are a few sources of nightmares. Um, I think nightmares can be non-spiritual. They can also be spiritual. Um, when we say non-spiritual, we might be talking about um, traumatic events, mental illness, emotional issues, poor self-care. Um, some of these, are, well, these ones have been um, more readily studied than some of the spiritual sources I'll mention. Um, but even still, there's a lot of mystery there. But those tend to be the ones that straddle the physical sphere. Um, so mental illness, um, emotional issues, we know it, that the emotions exist. But interestingly, I find that even more so than these, um, the spiritual sources um, tend to dominate a lot of um, the cases I've seen that have actually been resolved over time. Um, there 
it doesn't necessarily have to be demonic or satanic or occultic, but I do want to um, draw some special attention to those. But before that, I, I've got to say um, some nightmares can come from from God. God can communicate to us um, through, I believe, through um, dreams normally, but um, if he really, really wants to get our attention and um, we don't see him coming down and talking to us, you know, in, this, in the form of a man, um, dreams may be one of those ways that he has easy access to us. And so if something that we might encounter in the future or that is going on in the spiritual realm now um, might harm us or is really serious, he may use something that is so um, startling, uh, as startling as a nightmare, to kind of get our attention. And if we write down our nightmares, um, study trends, study symbols, God likes to talk in metaphors, symbols a lot of times. And I think sometimes he uses symbols um, to kind of evade. That way you, you know it's not Satan who might want to talk to you directly. Um, with God, if we study him uh, enough, um, we can get through the symbols and actually realize maybe that um, it, it was him. That, that just seems to be his style, talking in symbols or ways that can easily be intercepted or um, masked by Satan. Um, it requires a personal relationship with him. Uh, but yeah, sometimes it, there may be something good so they're not all bad but we found um about uh five major areas um that are sources of nightmares that are spiritual um there are uh the bad ones uh the ones that we most of us have been brought up to know certain things you do certain things you don't do and there are ones that actually some people do indulge in and don't make the connection that this can be why they have nightmares. This is not most of us, but things like outright idolatry, uh, witchcraft, which a surprisingly high number of population in both the West and the East perform in different forms, uh, satanic worship, bestiality. Those are the things we know, of mm. course, um, <laughs> uh, we, you would think, um, are no-nos and we try to avoid them but sometimes we may have associations to them through people we interact with or even people um who lived before us um who, who um, are our forebears uh, we may be under certain spiritual things so there is a a whole other world uh, the unseen world the spiritual world and certain transactions happen that can impact have impact on our uh, waking and uh, sleeping states. Um, other ones are the so-called okay ones um, that we kind of know are prohibited by the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that um, many people have heard of, but even in other religions, um, they're prohibited. Um, we may think of them as harmless, uh, going to the palm reader, consulting a horoscope. And actually those things, I believe, can actually open up channels 
that give you dreams that are not God speaking to you. They're actually um, demonic activity um, happening on the behalf of others uh, to kind of maybe bring you down or bring you away from from God or destroy your hope. Uh, Tricky ones like um, reading certain books that uh, maybe they have knowledge that maybe God says don't even go there, Mm. and we do go there. We may pray to Mother Nature. Um, They're the hidden ones, and those ones um, are like rites, oaths, covenants, pacts, however you want to call them, and even curses that um, enact spiritual transactions. They carry weight in the spiritual world, but they're almost like foolishness in the in the rest of our lives. Um, we almost laugh them off as insignificant, but um, I, I know in my dad's culture, even to this day, they pour out um, expensive drinks, uh, liquors, other spirits, and it's an offering to ancestors. Mm-hmm. Now, there, there are many believers, but even among believers in uh, in uh for instance, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they still participate in these things. And we don't know a lot about the spiritual world, but we know that these things have been done for thousands of years. And for some reason, uh, they believe they carry some kind of spiritual currency or weight. And um, the Bible directly um, says that we are to avoid these. Um, and so... Um, those are just some of them. Uh, and there was one last one, which we mentioned is sexual immorality. Um, particularly, I find uh, with sleep paralysis, not always, definitely not always, and it's not the only one, but masturbation comes up a lot with those who've overcome um, repetitive, you know, recurring sleep paralysis. Interesting. Um, yeah, oddly enough. Yeah. Um, I guess since you brought up sleep paralysis, what is the difference between a nightmare and sleep paralysis? Well, um, sleep paralysis is actually sometimes classified as a nightmare type of experience. But um, with sleep paralysis, you're actually going to find that you you're not fully sleeping. Uh, you you're in between being awake and asleep. You can actually perceive the room you're in and um, how you're positioned. So in that sense, you're awake, but you're also having these strange um, visions and sense, maybe sensing presence, uh, the presence of somebody else in the room, which is usually. Um, one of the phenomena with it is that you get a sense that there's somebody else and that somebody is not good, not there with a, a good intention. Uh, and um, it's you, you, you also do dream during it in that sometimes you have perceptions that you know can't be happening in real life. So it's, it's strange. You're, you're not fully sleeping. You're not fully awake. Uh, but you are dreaming, so it's it's related to a nightmare, but it's um it's got some unique um, aspects about it. Interesting. Would you 
like um, approach these things differently with um, that you that you would with a nightmare and approach sleep paralysis differently than a nightmare? That is a great question. Um, I would approach them the same in some regards, uh, but with um, sleep paralysis, it's particularly very uh, disturbing sometimes for for certain reasons for some people. And so um, while with the other ones, I would suggest you stop the activities, you get rid of the occulted objects. With sleep paralysis as well, it's one you can test out. If you, if you struggle with it regularly, you're going to notice right away a difference if you stop these activities and um, you notice the frequency go down. This works with the others as well, but sometimes um, nightmares are only experienced maybe, you know, a handful of times a year. Sleep paralysis tends to uh, be quite frequent with those who are um, suffering with it. Um, so you don't have to just take our words for it, but test it out. Um, if you cut some of these things we've mentioned, and uh, the book goes deeper into them, Um and you do it like a science experiment if you want. You, you mark when you begin, and you mark um, the frequency of uh, your episodes okay. um, as time passes. And um, see, it, it's particularly um, disturbing. Part of it is that um, you can't move, and that sensation of not being able to move, but being awake and wanting to move, is, um, uh, it's hard to describe how, in the moment, how horrible it is. We often wake up and we forget about it. And But if you remember, um, those of you, and I'm sure you've, you've experienced horrible nightmares, if you remember how bad it is in that moment, take it seriously in your waking life, I would say to all listeners. Um, to treat it, if your approach is scientific, treat it like an experiment, isolate some variables, stop doing them for a while, um, write down your dreams, observe uh, trends. You, you've really got to put the effort in because um, when you can have peaceful sleep, it, it's, it's, it's very worth it, very, very worth it. Definitely. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've had sleep paralysis a um, good portion of my life as well and can definitely um, talk on that saying that it's, uh, it's a lot more peaceful of a sleep when you don't have it. So I totally yeah. agree with that. <laughs> yeah. um, Dr. Moses, I was wondering, um, with you helping people with their dreams and overcoming their nightmares, have you noticed um, any of their other dreams changing based on the response of them overcoming their nightmares? Like how have their good dreams changed and and their lives as well i guess yes um you know this uh, kind of problem you know as a pastor you often address dreams from spiritual point of view as compared to the scientific method when people suffering from nightmares you know, because most of it uh, uh, comes as a result of demonic attacks, 
coming to the knowledge of Christ automatically brings solutions to most of this nightmares. And it's amazing that when somebody accepts Jesus Christ as his Lord and Master or Savior, some of this nightmare get vanished automatically. And there are some that uh, need to, uh, when, when the, those suffering, we need to cancel them. And then after the counseling, we also book them for deliverance, where a, praise, a prayer session is uh, organized to, uh, to uh, cast out the spirit from them, and some of them get free. And then many at times, when we realize that it is a medical aspect, we also refer them to the, the, the doctors or the clinical psychologists to also take it from there. So in addressing this uh, nightmares, you know, when we were all growing, we, also, we were all attacked in various forms, especially where I'm coming from. Uh, Sister Aisha made mention of a uh, pouring of libation where prayer is said to God. And in Ghana, in Africa at large, there are festivities that goes on every year. And some of these festivities, you know, the performing of uh, uh, libation, pouring of libation is common. Hmm. And they do that to ask for the ghost or the spirits to protect us, to take care of us, to guide us in whatever we are doing. So, you know, when this thing happens, and people who are very weak spiritually, Sometimes they, they get tormented in their dreams. And I remember many years ago, somewhere in uh, 95, I was having these uh, torturing dreams or nightmares. And I, I only become free when I use Bible, I sleep on the Bible, or I use it as a pillow. And that is where, at that time, I couldn't read the Bible. And I didn't, even if I read, I don't understand. So that keeps the dream coming. But when, when I started using the Bible as a pillow, it is then that uh, I was a little bit protected. But you know, it's a nightmare can only be dealt with from the spiritual, especially people suffering from the spiritual point of view. Through deliverance or coming to the knowledge of Christ. This is how we, we deal with nightmares. So, uh, you know, spiritual things are sometimes sounds, it doesn't make sense to the human logic, but they are rare. They are rare. And it, seems, it is something that is bothering people because we don't have solution to spiritual problems. And that is where a lot of people, like Sister Aisha said, read different books, visiting different spiritual men, Seeking for solutions because it's like they are being tormented. And the ordinary person or somebody standing by may not understand the person. And in, a, in conclusion, we, we, we say that the person is either going mad. But sometimes it's not about the mental issue. But they, their behavior, their actions indicate that probably they are having mental disorder. But most of these mental issues that... Uh, the scientific uh, the, or the doctors explain, I can also boldly say that most of it are also spiritual. So 
one when somebody is going through nightmares and torture there are a role medical uh, expert can play at the same time there are certain situations that both medicals and then the spiritual aspect can also we see there should be a combination to to get the person free out of that bondage or nightmare so it, it's an issue and uh, i also remember sister Aisha was expressing on uh the good ones mm -hmm. you know god also give nightmares like i said to draw us closer because when you are being tormented you first you find solution to the problem you know there is a problem a solution to every problem i believe that unless a dead person when you are die there's no solution even that an attempt will be made to resolve the person but there's no solution. But so long as you are a human being and you live, whatever challenges, whatever problem, whether spiritual, scientific, or physical, there is a solution. Hmm. So sometimes dreams make people seek for solutions. And they visit places where they think they can get solution to their problems. Although some get misled. But at the end of the day, they don't sit up. They don't sit down. But they rather move for solution and that is what is uh, making uh, that is what for me as a dream interpreter uh, giving me more uh, 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 throwing more light on dreams and then also helping us to educate the public and then the church at large so that when they have dreams or whatever they encounter they may not sit down but they should do something to to free themselves from those bad dreams or nightmares hmm. so i think uh, yeah i think uh, it's very necessary especially because most of the um, people suffering from night they can be on drugs for years they can be on drugs for years some of them will be on and off when they are at the hospital they may feel okay but when they come home when they enter their homes if they feel tortured, it means that, you know, like I, 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 I said something, we believe in uh, protection from ghosts mm, and yeah. spirits, especially in Africa. So most of the houses, the buildings, are put on the spiritual objects. Huh. And some, some also make blood or animal sacrifices before they put on the they, they lay the foundation. Hmm. So people who stay in those house, houses or people who rent those houses get suffered. So when they are out of that house, they are free. But when they, they, as soon as they enter into that house, they will still experience nightmare because the problem is not about the mental aspect or it's, it's, it's not uh, about what he feels or what he thinks or fear but the problem is in the house interesting so until maybe he get out of that house he will continue to suffer nightmares and these are some of the things that uh, we we are facing in africa interesting yeah i've heard um yeah. i've heard location has a lot to do with um sleep paralysis i moved a lot while i was in the military um so often when i moved around i noticed that um 
I would have sleep paralysis in one area and I wouldn't in another. And also I'd have nightmares in certain areas and not other places. Um, also feelings of like um, dread or somebody watching me in certain areas. Also certain times as well and that would change. Um, and so I'm, I'm wondering, um, Asia, have you... Um, how how would you address somebody that um, had these experiences in one location and not another? I mean, that's not really driven by their yeah. their own psychological issues, or it's not really driven by spiritual issues. It seems like it's locational based. That's a great question and a great point, and it's expected that um, when staying in different places, you might experience different levels of that activity um i think um it may still have a spiritual source not of your own make making or doing it could be something tied to the location from very strange or um, untoward activity by somebody else who was there before possibly um i'm not a hundred percent sure that we can be affected maybe Reverend Moses will know that we can be affected um, or hurt by activities that others unrelated to us um, do in places we stay. But I do know that um, it doesn't hurt to pray where you stay. Go to the source of your belief and cleanse that area um, from anything you might not, you might unknowingly be um, interacting with. Actually, something I experienced comes to mind when you I hear your story. Um, I remember when I was in the Dominican Republic, um, close to where a lot of, um, close to the border where there was a lot of um, uh, voodoo activity. Hmm. Uh, I was staying in a hotel and I was with a friend, um, close friend that I went to university with. And she can even attest to the weird moment where I was sleeping and I, it was one of the, the most intense sleep paralysis experiences I had. It was almost like um, a, another being went right into my face and said a word that was audible to my ears. It, it felt like I, I could have sworn somebody was there. Then I convinced myself the next closest thing maybe someone I mean my roommate suggested it and I thought maybe it was true someone passed by the window and said something Mm, but it was right right like came like the person was had was about two inches from my face and said the word here but in this seductive kind of strange weird way and um I've never experienced it like that before (laughs) and so that comes to mind I do know that I didn't um and it, it's understandable. I'm not trying to place blame, but me knowing that I was a person of faith and that faith meant so much to me, I think I should have thought beforehand of, of praying and cleansing the place. Others, other believers who might be a little bit more um, rehearsed with these things wouldn't have gone anywhere without, even before <laughs> getting on the plane, praying for the place. And I didn't even think to do that. Um, and maybe you never know. It was a, it could have been God's funny way of you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it it's scary when you don't have things in perspective. It looks terrible. Yeah, oh. 
um, from the perspective of like um, demonic um, uh, pressures to have these experiences, um, what is the purpose of giving people these um, nightmares? Because I mean, like, if I was in a if I was a bad demon or whatever, um, I wouldn't want people to know that I was doing some stuff to their life. And one of the best ways probably to let somebody know that they're having some bad stuff in their life happen is through having them nightmares because that obviously wakes them up. So I'm wondering from that perspective, what do you think is the purpose of um, giving people nightmares? That's a great question. Well, there's a whole world of spiritual warfare out there. God is great. He coordinates life so well, often sometimes that if you notice, they're even now calling him the universe. Like, I believe partially it's because people can't imagine how one being can do all he does. It's just, it's mind-boggling. He's so great. But if he is so great, what must his enemy be like? A great enemy as well. Um, And so even in our sleep, he... I think he gets off in tormenting us, but it's not even what it might look like on the outside sometimes that it's a bad experience. Um, experiencing the nightmare is bad, but I think it's even uh, the devil's as tricky as God is great. Um, he may be trying to get us to give up, to have negative attitudes, to to kind of think that, the nightmare is bigger than us. And then in that sense, once you have that kind of thinking in one area, like nightmares, sometimes I think it seeps over into your whole worldview that God isn't supreme anymore. Um, I've got this thing that is tormenting me. Um, A certain percentage of nights I go to bed, there's nothing I can do about it. And then more negativity starts to seep in, more defeat. So it's not even, it's bad enough having these experiences and then the awful, you know, the, the your space is invaded by some other presence or uh, whether real or not. Um, it's, it's, that's horrible enough. But the real tragedy is what he does to our hope, um, our view of God or um, our this the faith part of our life Hmm. um we already struggle so much with remembering that there is a spiritual side to life and that there may be a god and then on top of that you know when you're struggling with with things um and he does this in many areas not just dreams it uh we start to forget who we are and the power we have um, and the tools we have to kind of overcome anything sometimes. That makes sense. Um, with that, I'm wondering what what have you learned from your experiences with nightmares? I mean, were you, were you religious before you started having these um, sleep paralysis for one? And um, since you said recently that you kind of you haven't had nightmares for quite some time. What are some things that you've learned from having those experiences? Um, I have been religious from a young age to varying degrees. I, I find that it's a work in progress. I'm always trying to uh, grow deeper 
um, but there was God in my life during it, um, periods where I experienced, um, in a general sense, I went to church, um, I read the Bible, sometimes instead of studying my books alone, I would make time, even though I had a test tomorrow, to, to read the Bible, but at the same time, there were periods where I would, they call it backslide, I, I might distant, become distant from God and not even really know it. Um, when I'm out of it and I look back, I can think and say definitely it was um, not in, um, I, I wasn't living an exemplary Christian mm. life, but I can't say I was, you know, doing the worst of it. It was just not placing God at the center of the things I was doing. Um and so I, I did actually change some of my behaviors according to some of the things that were suggested in the book. Just cut out things or pray about sources I might have been exposed to. Um, and it changed. And I noticed when I started those things, it, I, the gesture enough that, nightmare experience of sleep paralysis um, came back into my life. And so um, I, I was able to make a direct correlation between that behavior and um, these attacks. Mm. And so um, I would say the lesson is that you have to stay true to what you believe and it's an ongoing thing. You don't, it's not like brownie points where <laughs> You did it before, so you should be good now. Um, it's an ongoing relationship. Um, and even though life is busy, if there's one thing you want to keep in check, I think it is the things that are eternal and where you stand with your maker. That makes sense. Um, what about you, Dr. Moses? What have you kind of taken away from nightmares and what have you learned from having those experiences? Yeah, before I, I touch on that, uh, you asked about the location. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, what goes on, yeah, the environment or the location. And that is a, a very important question. You know, from the biblical point of view, Daniel experienced that same uh, nightmares or the demonic attacks. It wasn't necessarily the nightmares, but he has a... Uh, he encountered a demonic attack on what he was asking God for. So the Bible explained, according to Daniel chapter 10, verse 13, that Daniel answered was, uh, prayers, prayers were answered by the prince of Persia, got hold of the, the answer. So God needed to send another archangel to come and fight to release the, the blessings of uh, Daniel or to brings down the answers of, uh, to Daniel. You know, in every territory, they, they, when you read or you study demonology, there are territorial spirits, the spirit that rule in certain environment or locations. And sometimes when you even travel to a country or to another town or to another place, you realize that your dream can change. Maybe you may, God may be speaking to you. You may have good dreams, but there are certain rooms 
or certain hotels or guest houses or places, when you go and you sleep there, your dream life will change automatically. That tells you about the activities or demonic activities that goes on in that location or in that environment. So it's very, very necessary that uh, we should also know what goes on around our environment mm. in, in, the, in the spiritual aspect. You know, let, let me come down to Ghana. Somebody may be a malam. Somebody may be a fetish priest. Somebody may be a spiritualist. You know, what they do is that they can uh, seduce the, the atmosphere or somebody using a magical power to control the environment. When they do that, it affects the, those living in, in the environment and it can even affect their lives. Some can even die before their time because they wanted to seduce the atmosphere and control it for their good. They can prevent so many things and they can even introduce sickness and all kinds of uh, uh, attacks. So when something of that sort goes on, it affects individuals and it's likely people can have nightmares. So this is uh, where a lot of prayer has to be said. You know, in Africa, we, we, we survive by prayer. You know, we, we survive by prayer. And it's very strange. While the whites are thinking, coming out with something, in Africa, if you don't pray, you will not get what you have. So that is the belief, that we, the challenge that we are having. But uh, we are trusting on God that as time goes on, things will change. But the concerning uh, the nightmare issues and the attacks, various attacks that we receive in dreams, and then we also see the manifestation as uh, we are being, uh, discussing on nightmare. Like I said, prayer is, is the key. And then the person, you know, we, we try to, when you introduce somebody to Christ, it means that you want God to be master over the life of that individual. And that reduces uh, attacks and then various casualties. So what we do is that we, because we have come to the knowledge of Christ, we have seen the power in the name of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that at the mention of the name Jesus, every knees are bowed. So we believe, and, the, and it works, that there is power in the name of Jesus Christ. So whenever people come with these issues, and then we master the courage and the faith, and we pray for them in the name of Jesus, they receive their healing. And uh, some receive instant healing, although some take a process. But at the end of it all, they get their freedom from the nightmares that they go through. Hmm. And that is what, yeah, we, we have uh, experienced and we, we, we see it every day. Uh, for, for instance, I was talking about just last Wednesday, I was uh, teaching on the stiffness in dreams, which is similar to what we are discussing. And sometimes people will not be uh, like what you are, uh, people cannot sleep because when it's, uh, it's night, they feel bad to sleep because they feel they will be attacked. Mm, so yeah. they cannot sleep. But little sleep that they will have, they, they behave as if somebody is pressing them. 
there is a heavy load on them. And some of them start screaming. You know, they start screaming. And sometimes they become, it spoils their day when they wake up. And they can't do anything. Some of them may even end up uh, uh, withdrawing from people or even writing for resignation to, to get out of their way because they don't know what is controlling them. So this is one of the reasons why I think this very topic is uh, very important because people don't know. A lot of people go through this. Some families are getting affected. Some are always spending their days and so on at the hospitals. Some also go to prayer camps. You know, it's mm. all boiled up to the knowledge that because we cannot draw a line between the medical problems and then the spiritual problem. That is also the, the unfortunate aspect of uh, uh, the, the, what we are discussing because people are ignorant. They don't know what is even nightmare. And that is where we, we need to educate people and also trying to figure out the solutions so that we can uh, help people getting out of their various problems. Definitely. Well, it sounds like, um, you know, nightmares and dreams and our, or sleep paralysis especially is world um, and a world event. It's not located, you know, it's something that we can all experience and um and i appreciate you guys yeah i appreciate what you guys are doing trying to get trying to help people in in your own way and you know people that um believe the way you do as well i think this is a great work to help those people out as well and and others as well um are there what are some good ways that people can get a hold of you and get a hold of your book Actually, we have our book available as an ebook on um, our website. Uh, that's www.w as in way, t as in true, l as in life, international.com. Um, the book is called Escape Nightmares. Um, very soon we'll have some more up there on other aspects of dreams, as I mentioned. Uh, but if you wanted to, um, ask any questions at all, you could email, um, us at a, as in apple, h as in house, at wtlipublishing.com. Um, even if you wanted to get a hold of the book through there, if you have any trouble navigating through the website, just let us know how many you're interested in, and um, um, you can state what way of what method of payment is suitable for you. Right. Feel free to ask us any questions. Um, we're here to help, and um, we kind of just want to give what we found to be true, even though it may step on other toes um, in a sense and that maybe not everyone comes from a faith perspective we just wanted to be honest about what we found and um, we're open to um, to answering any questions you have that's great yeah that seems like a good um, I mean it's a it, it you're giving people information um, that you find it's true and that's uh, you know regardless of their belief system um, seems like you have 
you found something that works for you and can work for other people. So um, very interesting stuff. And I appreciate you guys uh, spending time with me and sharing this information. So Asha and Dr. Moses, thanks um, for both, you know, spending an hour with me and talking about this. No problem. <laughs> All right. If you enjoyed this episode of Cosmic Echo and would like to learn more about Asha and Moses' work, you can visit our website at taileaters.com backslash podcast. Additionally, you can support this podcast by clicking on the donation page located at the same website. We look forward to bringing you additional episodes in the near future, but until then, happy dreaming.